0: welcome to the morning meeting building john boy media my name's jimmy maddie is here let's see we got a bunch of topics here's the agenda we had to cancel the breakdown uh, that and not post it we have the blitz ball blitz going on uh some changes around the company why we didn't do an episode last week in office changes kind of just like rerouting some stuff john boy media football is a go and has been starting i did play-by-play for a little league stream a bunch of other stuff um blitzball blitz day two is tomorrow live on the warehouse games channel day one was a success uh the broadcast went really smooth it was two hour broadcast three really fun games a lot of moving parts and uh i'm excited for day two jake and i need to get a win which i don't know i think we just might be awful these days that's sad so tune in warehouse games youtube channel even if you're not interested in the teams in the game just uh Tune in to be impressed with uh, a bunch of young up-and-starters in the media world pulling off a two-hour broadcast with 20 cameras and 20 people or something like that. And also, tickets are still on sale if you do want to come meet us and watch us live at Billy's in the Bronx, where we we will be playing our games inside the bar, and you guys will be the crowd and watching and a bunch of other content and fun stuff happening. So tickets are on sale, Uh, shop.jumbomedia.com. To that, that... That intro that I did was a lie. It was a big lie. I faked all the energy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, am, I can't keep my eyes open. They're like heavy, heavy, like dumbbell weights. And I'm so tired. So I'm not lying anymore. Now I'm being honest with everyone. You can't have a tired intro. It's been a big two weeks. It's been a big two weeks at the company. We didn't do morning last week. Um... Uh, meetings, meetings, meetings as we try to get the company back into gear, make some changes. Today's schedule was looking like crazy with meetings and recordings and I had to do four breakdowns in in the in between. So I had to like cancel and move stuff around. Also, I have two young kids. I have a two year old and a three month, two and a half month year old, two month year old. What the fuck? That's not how you would say that. So I'm just extra tired. You're going to have to feed me the topics today. I am I am so tired and brain dead. Maddie has good topics. They're actually, it's a very like insightful episode of behind the scenes at the company. There's a lot of stuff and changes that are happening that, you know, I was talking with Courtney um, on the drive home yesterday. I'm like, how much should I share on morning? How much shouldn't I? And she was like,
1: Whoa, just share. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's good. Well, Usually pretty
0: open here. We just tried to save a lot of it for the employees to hear first. One of the reviews was like, I don't like that I hear stuff about the company on morning that I don't hear first. Yeah. So we had some big changes coming, and I made sure that the employees heard them from us a couple times first before talking about them here.
1: Yeah. Can you speak to all of these meetings and the changes? First, can you just lay out when we refer to these in office changes? what that what that alludes to what that entails and why we made those decisions
0: yeah so we're it's kind of funny because we're changing we had a hybrid policy and it was covid based and um, we thought the office was going to fill up really quickly and be like uh, n- not enough space for people so we had a a three day a week hybrid policy You had to be in the office three days a week and not in the office you can work from home two days a week um and now we're changing it to the status quo is in the office five days a week you can work from home with manager's approval and people that have earned trust and are really good workers and they ask their manager, like, "Hey, I have isolated work today. Can I work from home?" Blah blah. blah. Like, we're going to prove it. Like, like, the goal is to the goal is to get back to a place which we were year year and a half ago, like when you started your first year, where we had full trust that everyone was going to be pulling their weight, whether they were in the office or at home. Like, it we weren't strict on it at all. Funny enough, back then most people came in every day.
1: Yeah, I mean, when I started. It was it was COVID times. I think I was once a week, Mondays. And then, yeah, right after that, like, ramped up to wanting to be in all the time.
0: Yeah. Jake, Courtney, myself. Summer hit pretty hard to the point. it And, and, and it got, like, blatant. And it stems from top down. Like, it was our fault when we look back at this. But what basically started happening was... We had really hard workers doing a ton, and then we had people doing maybe a 10th of what the top people were doing, which isn't fair. We also, when we got the new office and we started hiring, we prioritized a good atmosphere for employees way more than prioritizing the company. Like we, mm. we prioritize like work from home, good plans, don't overload, work with them. Mm. Now, we've been bad at transparency the whole time. Yes. Because all of our managers are also, like, doers, so we haven't had time to, like, stop, have meetings, like, be transparent with, like, this is working, this isn't working. That We've failed on that end. But we, we set up everything to kind of, like, t- take care of the employees, which in turn did not take care of the company. There's a middle ground we have to find. And the company just has been coasting comfy for the last, six months or so like we have no ambition to be first to be fastest to be to grind
1: um we want that ambition and we've lost it is what you mean by that
0: well yeah we we used to be everyone was like very hungry it almost felt like people like we got to the point we like oh we're good this is where we need to be and then and then we just stay here and make it work and it was like it's like no like you gotta be like, well, this is a company that, like, when I talked to the office the other day, I said, like, all most of our managers started at $15 an hour and, like, got, like, growth. Like, I want, and I've always wanted a company that is, like, just growth opportunity and loyalty and hiring from within and promoting. And it it worked when we had a bunch of people that were hungry to do that and keep going. And it that just feels like it's not there. Like, we've had... People leave early on Friday, come in late on Monday, and then hand in, then miss a deadline Monday. That's crazy. And after a while, it's like, hey, we're at fault for setting up this type of culture. We need to get back to setting up, like, uh, uh, like real. Hey, this is a job. Some people on the anonymous like concern said, I don't want it to feel corporate. And to me, it feels corporate as shit right now with people. Working, quote unquote, nine to five uh, and and then not taking on any work afterwards. Where before all of our first 20 employees or so, it was the grind. Working all the time, every time, you know, I'm in it. It was, we never had like, no, I can't do it. I'm off. And we're not trying to work people to the to the ground at all. Trying to find a balance. But it's just that like, you know that hunger and, and all that. So we're trying to f- figure that out. One of the main problems is the office is loud and unproductive. So we're putting in a, not a seating chart, but organizing the spaces. So like the, this is where the social team will sit. This is where the sales team will sit. This is where production will sit. And then the editors have quiet rooms. So mine and Jake's office is no longer our office. It's an editor's bay. We have another editor's bay for the warehouse team that that's worked out well. So we're just trying to get some structure. We're going to do quiet hours from, like 1.30 to 4. Which mostly is for me, Jake, Joe's, the content people who like come out of the podcast. Not just, but like we come. Like I, I don't want anyone to think that I'm saying this unaware that no, I'm yeah, a I major contributor to the distractions in the office. And can't play gong ball. I have to wait till after 4 now. If you get your work done by 4 and you want to have fun the last hour of the day with us, like that's where I hope that we get that we earn it. But um yeah, I don't know. We've been struggling with deadlines. Like there's no nobody that wants to like get ahead to like not miss. We just we just have like departments that just miss deadlines over and over and over again. And because we've been so like lax, I think they don't realize how much we are getting uh not hurt, but like frustrated by it. And then that's our fault as managers to be like we have to let you know right away like, Hey, actually this is pissing us off. Like this is bad. This is like, you can't continue to do this. So at the top we have been way too, way too lax. And that's where Jay Courtney, myself and all the leaders have kind of been aligned. Like we need to take care of the company and make sure that we continue. Like we're still hungry to move and grow. Um,
1: Yeah, and I think it's important to say, because this is public facing and we have the context, when we say all of this stuff, oh, it's it's vital for us to keep growing this and that, that's genuinely just the growth aspect of it, as any startup company should have. We're not sitting here financially pinching every penny and uh,
0: no, yeah it doesn't have anything to do with that really yes we have too much inventory for our sales team to sell right now but yep. that's what i've told the content team i always want to outrun the sales team i always want to make their job like easy and the fact that they have a ton of to sell but tough that they can they're never going to be able to sell to, it all to sell it all like that's our job is to get good enough um enough good content that they can't sell it all so yeah, it doesn't have to do with that. We we're we're hiring more se- sellers and salespeople to bolster the back end of the business. So yeah, it's not chasing um, revenue and that's not what this is. That this is like chasing the energy and the vibe that we used to have that I don't think we have anymore. I think everyone got a little comfy. Me too. Like I lost the I lost the like race and the hunger and the be first of it all for a while, and I'm trying to get back into it, but. It's hard cause we just had like four meetings a day for an hour each day and I can't work from home anymore. But so that's some of the changes that we're making and I hope it works. And if not, then we'll have to make changes and find people that like, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. To be frank, we had some people complaining about, um, commute times, which like it's a Manhattan office the only way you're going to have an under 45 minute commute is if you live on the Island. We counted. Everyone has like a commute. That's kind of like what you have when you take the job. But I counted how many employees moved from a different state to work for us. So it's unfair to them. We got, I had 10 people that moved from, from California, from Arizona, from Florida, from Maryland, Maryland, from Denver, you know, just, to, because they love what we're doing they believe in it and they're they're awesome and they're like and then you have people saying, you know, it's an hour commute, I don't know. So so at the end of the day in a very earnest way, like hey, we were hiring and in that span we were hiring under a hybrid system and if that was one of the main reasons you took the job and that and that's really crucial to your life work balance, we're work we're offering to work with with those employees, like no hard feelings on a transition plan or on a, on like, um, you know, on a ease, ease that, I don't know if anyone's going to take us up on it, but to, you know, pay out for a while while you look for another job and help you with recommendations and call people that we know or other places to, if that's what you need, we just can't work like that. We can't have people that, You know, some, some people were prioritizing, they were start their week and it was, which day should I work from home? And then that sucks because we have so much communication issues that everyone also is in their review is like, we have cross department communication issues, which is true, but that's because everyone's remote. No one uses the managers. They try to just like go everywhere. Like, I don't know. We just need to reorganize everything so it's easier and better. We're getting much better. Like in in the first week of this, we have seen crazy improvements from the people that have bought in. And when I gave that speech the other day to let people know, like, hey, this is what we're doing. We're not doing this lightly. This is like a decision that we stand by, that we're we believe in, and this is what we want the company to be. I want to promote you. I can't promote you if you don't even want to be here. I want to hire people that want to be promoted, that want to learn more. You know, that's, that's always my goal for all employees is that whether you leave here on your own or, or like it, we part ways, you bolstered your resume while here. So think about our warehouse crew. Some people weren't even editors. Now they can say they've, or they were just editors, you know, and, and now they can say they directed a live broadcast or they live switched a live broadcast or they ran replay for a live broadcast or they ran graphics and they were in the truck and they were, they build sets. They did pre-production scouting. Like that is when Andrew came as CEO of a while, he asked me what's my major like priority. And I said to be, to, to grow everybody and do different stuff. So you're not, I don't want someone to get hired here, work one job, leave. And then all they added to the resume was this job. Mm -hmm. And I guess that is startup culture or whatever. And I, because we interviewed people that work for like teams and, you know, they, as editors, I said, well, do you ever do audio? And they said, no. Do you ever do, do you ever film the stuff you edit? No. Are you ever on site during the filming? We get, no. Do you ever edit this? No. Just this just this for for five years I've, they've just allowed me to do this and i'm like that's they have pigeonholed you that sucks so so i want people that want to take advantage of that opportunity that want to come here with one skill set and leave we've had people transition from socials to sales from sales to something else like we will work with you and let you grow where you want to grow and and learn other tools that's I'm pretty. I still like, really believe in that, um, so you don't just get stuck. And I think that's a perk. So I don't know. We just just need people that want that and understand that that's it. And like half the company does and enjoys that and wants to move on. But we've got to a place where even myself, like, just got we like lost that youthful young dumb ignorance which you need to have if you talk about if you listen to any like artist interview like a director or a musician they're like i was just so young i didn't realize I, i shouldn't do it or i couldn't do it i just did it and that's what we were as a company for two years that's why i've been telling Courtney, like we just need to just be like take the risk and do it and just believe in ourselves and and go but even content we had creators that were like well saying no to taking on more and stuff. And it's like, what? Yeah. Jake and I turn out 40 things every two weeks. Yeah. And I'm still trying to create more. Like you have to want to do more. Especially as a creator, you have to be everywhere all the time As some very, very, very competitive field. Mm-hmm. And the moment you just stop and stay still, someone's coming and taking you over. And, and the amount of people that we get that want to work here that, you know, want to do this shit. And the other thing is, the creator team, I love them. I believe in all of them, and I try to tell them like, we did not hire, we did not hire you to do the one show. We would have just contracted the one show. We hired you as a salaried in house creator to do, to grow and do a ton and use everything we have. So that that message with that team has been received like awesomely, and and they're having people that were like, yeah, just kind of stuck, just like you get in a rut, which I get. Like, it's hard. Yeah.
1: I I think to your point of like dumb ignorance, it's just so evident in the aspects of this business that have already taken off to another level and opened people's eyes. And I I just hope that everybody realizes that that's every channel. Like my example is Warehouse Games. When we started that, (laughs) we were recording on SD cards. Zach was running the SD cards to dump and bring us new ones. Yeah, yeah like imagine that was uh, you know a year and a half ago imagine jm baseball in a year and a half like we might be laughing at
0: where we are now
1: yeah and that's every channel every aspect of what we do i want a year and a half later to look at it and laugh at how awesome we thought it was then yeah
0: that's how quick it is it's like um yeah, you look back at some of like like I watch a weekly dumb from the Bronx office and I can't even really watch it. It looks so bad.
1: <laughs> no was... offense to Zach.
0: No, it's not Zach's fault. Yeah, yeah, the cameras we were using were bad. Yeah. Like my camera was a different frame rate than Jake's. My face was pudgy as shit and fat. That was just a personal That's line. just personal, right. Um And it was it was just not like yeah, the we like everything has just grown and got better. So everything that's not working or is slow. So so there's also, like, I need to be way more available for coaching and, like, helping out, especially content team. Everything I do is a lot of thought, be it right or wrong. Panic has leaned on me. Kenobi and Paxton have, like, already, like, you know, I've helped them with videos and ideas and just, like, here. Like, you know, Panic had the football one. I mean, I think he got 4 million views in the first week on this football. It, you know, it's his, it's his version of a breakdown of a guy that's um, tipping the play. But it was on a Friday. Usually no one's in the office Fridays. I'm coming in Fridays now. He was there. And he did 95% of the work. Maybe 98. Like he gathered all the info. He had the, exactly what he wanted to say. The only thing I helped him with was the first five seconds. I said, you, I said like, this isn't like... And I, I, I don't know how I presented it because he didn't fight at all. But I was like, your first five seconds have to be these words. And you're gold. You're, you got him like hooked. And then I helped with um, just like simple effects, like how I edit things like blur, blur, make make sure they don't have to work hard to see what you're trying to show them in any way. And it did great. And his response was like, I'm so hungry for more. That was such like that. It did uh, 1.5 million on Instagram, did over a million on TikTok. I think it has um, a million on Twitter.
1: Um, yeah I'm not sure of the exact numbers but I'm sure like it, 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 it pops everywhere
0: amazing and uh you know it wasn't even on his mind to like do videos like that and that's kind of what we've been pushing for like be active give socials our social team is amazing and they've built all these platforms and we're a personality personality led media company and we need to give the social team personality driven content otherwise all they have is aggregate stuff and being on top of news and all of that so that's kind of the vibe right now and the change and i from i'm very excited i'm very excited about the response we've seen from people that are in and i obviously anyone that listens to this a ton i get emotional all the time uh uh and it's just like a weird it's a weird when it hits me because like i If I have to give like a talk in front of the office or everyone that like I'm a genuine and very like is real, I practice in my head and here's what I'm going to say and here's what I'm going to say and here's what I'm going to say and then I do it and then I say it and uh, I hope that it's heard how I wanted it to be heard and, and I communicated good and then I have this weird release that always happens and I just like cry and I don't even know what the tears are about. It's just my body releasing adrenaline that I've been like stored up and now like exhausted. But also we had, I had like five or six employees that I hadn't already like talked to reach out and message after giving the speech of like, we have to grow. Like we have to keep going. We have to work. I want people here that are going to work. If you, if, if that's not your values, like we'll work with you on an exit plan, come to me, come to HR and we will like assist, assist you and be good. Um, not bad, but like we need people that want to grow this company. So when I gave that speech, we had a couple different people reach out that didn't need to hear it. And I, you know, they're in, but they were like, that was badass. It's that that was a wake up call. I'm so glad you did that. I'm so fired up. Like I'm so excited I'm getting like chills now because we have people that like believe in it and it blows my mind all the time. And it's like, that's why we've been able to do what we've been able to do. So they didn't need to hear it, but they love that I said it because they know other people need to hear it. I don't know. It just chokes me up when people believe in what we're doing. And it makes me feel terrible that like we let those people down that have been grinding and working and they were like, Thanks. Like, yes, people needed to hear that.
1: Yeah, for it sure. It's been
0: very unbalanced.
1: Yep. You you had spoken to the unbalanced nature of it. I, I agree. Um, I I feel the, the same sentiments that you do. And I think that we're now taking the steps to correct that and get back on a spot where uh, basically where everybody is – striving to be that the top performer and everybody is striving to like put themselves in a place to match what you know they see at the top i i've said the example plenty of times but like i admire zach's editing through and through and like that's when editing was like what i was doing day to day that was my sole goal was to like let me show this to Zach and I want his face to go like, wow. And yeah. when you get that feeling, you know, it's just striving to be the, the yeah. A lot the of talent. it's just caring
0: like about what you're doing. Some jobs you don't have it. That's also what I say all the time. And like a mean way, I worked a job where I, uh, I worked from nine to five. I didn't work after the hours I was on clock and I worked uh, slower than what I could do. So I could build up a queue. So I could tell people, uh, look how backed up I am. I know that game. I, I play that game. I played that game very well. We have people that will work here that don't won't that won't do that because they want to get ahead and, and do other stuff. Like, like shout out. Uh, all Dan Rourke has always asked for more. Always like he, he does everything and then he always asks for more. And we have a lot of employees that are like that. And then there's others and it's gotten to the point where like the people that have been coming to us saying they are, uh, have too much work. It's they have the lightest loads. So it's an efficiency thing. So if, and if it's a it's, if it's an, if it's efficient, if a, not a self-built efficiency thing. Like what I'm saying, like I played that game when I worked at jobs I didn't care about. Work slow, build up a queue, tell them you're backed up. It happens all the time. But if it's true, if like you're really just, like some people, we are desperate to like, how do I get, how do I organize my day? How do I manage my day better so I'm not backed up? Like they they genuinely need help. I'm really good at streamlining processes. That's why I'm fast at editing. Like, okay, well that's our fuck up. Like, I will help you with that. And we've had some people who have just been asked to be micromanaged. Like, that's something we need to offer. And we've, we've gone up to them now and changed across all departments. Like, Courtney had someone in her department. Was like, just help me get through this. Like, I'm, I'm having a block. There's too much. And she would just every day, here's your one, here's your two, here's your three. Get those three done. And, like, now they're crushing it. And they're like, I needed that. If you need that, we need to offer it. That's on the managers that we need to get better at. So, I don't know. There's frustration. There's frustration that we allowed it to like get to this stale ness and no one respects deadlines or management. And that's not really on the employees because they haven't heard all of this. We haven't been on them. It's on us. But it's the first time the leaders are all getting together and be like, we need to change. Like we need to take this uh, steering wheel or whatever and start driving this in, the, in a better direction. And like I said, there's already been just like initial combos. There's already been so much just like progress and people fired up and like, yeah, you're right. You're right. I wasn't like, you know, every department, I've had someone come and say, you're right. Besides socials, they never stop. They can't. It's crazy. But you're right. We got to get going again. Yeah. And, it, and it's not the financial part of the company Courtney already fixed that we're grooving we're actually in a great spot to like keep moving forward and we're hiring right now on the back end it's just like vibe
1: yeah vibe all right so that's that I mean it seems like you woke up a little bit which is good <laughs> yeah um, so let's We've been going for like 30 minutes. Um, I'm sure that interview is like 10. So let's just do another 10 minutes of some lighter some lighter stuff uh, and some quick topics. Um, you had alluded to it at the beginning of the show. You made and had a Julio Urias breakdown in the queue. It um, was going to be posted the day following when he was arrested, I think he is. So
0: Yeah, that's wh- the first one I think we had
1: to stick fully scrap.
0: It wasn't. Uh Julio Urias, he was the pitcher in the breakdown. Yes. Uh Eddie Rosario tried to steal home, like a sneaky steal of home. And Urias just stepped off and they got him out, and I thought it was funny. I'm trying to do more breakdowns that are just kind of like in the moment, quick hitters, not these long, giant, lip-reading ones, because those take me a long time, and then the number gets smaller. Also, we had... um we had a lot of stuff going on with meetings and stuff. So, and it also came in September when my my um, breakdown output for ads increases, and also in an effort to get through summer and increase revenue, I said just just load me up, I'll do them. And now I'm like, hey, if we're good now and we're not like chasing giant more, like I need a breather. But I have so many. I had, like I had five last week. I think I had four this week, which I can do. But with draftkings you you can only do certain I can only do professional sports mm. so like if I want to do college football or I wanted to do um another sport um there's another one that I can't give him give him a certain one draftkings needs baseball ones so yeah I was watching the Dodgers game Dodgers Braves game yuri uh Rosario tried to steal home he got thrown out I thought it was funny because he tried to steal home because he thought he should have scored on the the, the ball hit right before, but uh, Ron Washington held him up, and he gives the third base coach a look like I could have scored, and then he steals on the next pitch. So my like narration or storytelling was like he wanted to score. He's like, fuck this, I should have scored. I should have scored. I'm all right, I'm scoring, and then they just step off and throw him out, and he's like, no, you're not. Uh, but it was uh, Julio Urias who just, and then like it was scheduled to go out at 11, and then um on the one day the night before it came out he got suspended for domestic violence and we were you know we were like i don't think we can post that it's just weird to post it not address it it would have taken up all of the comments right and it's just like ah. Eh. so I, I don't know if we're ever gonna post it i don't know Probably if there's a statue not. like but the day after the announcement so that's a scramble then i think DraftKings worked with us on that one Cause I think we there, Hey, can we, and then that's why the next week got booked as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the first time I think I have had a breakdown completely finished polished and now it won't go out.
1: Yeah. It's just sitting there privated. Um, if that went out the day before or that day, would you have gone and then privated it or is it just,
0: no. I think it feels like you're jumping on the news when you post yes. it after the headline comes out and we didn't want to, yeah, we just didn't want that connection. It's just like, no, not worth it at all. Yeah. But that's the first time I've had breakdowns where I've edited them for a long time, like four hours, trying to search for a story or like a, a way to tell this that's interesting and all that. And then been like, I don't think there's anything here and not done it, but that happens a decent, Mm, not a decent amount, but it happens. I never had one where I would like the voice narration was done. Post that it was done, ad was approved by DraftKings. It was scheduled to go, and we we took it out. But yeah.
1: Um. The the next thing that I wanted to hop to because I feel like it's the most pressing is just talking about Blitzball Blitz. When we do that live stream, what is your walking away reaction? Because when we were in that moment, everybody was kind of lingering afterwards. Mm-hmm. I felt like there was just this, oh, shit, we just did that, and there was no problems. And it yeah. felt very good, yeah. proud.
0: From a production standpoint, everyone like came out of the truck and high-fived and, and celebrated, you know. And there's certain issues we are aware of. Some we can't tackle right away. Others we need to fix. Like one camera was blinking. Mm-hmm. The replay camera is... The only way we can do have replay in multiple cameras is to make a quad box. And then we can zoom in on one of the quads. So you're getting a very low-res replay. To have more... To have high-quality multi-camera replays, you need to really invest in like a very high-quality device. Um and that isn't – juice isn't worth the squeeze yet. I hope we get to the point where it is and we can provide more angles and stuff.
1: But or did was there feedback like, what the heck? It's so low quality. It, there like- was a
0: couple comments. You know, we've trained that audience with a pretty crisp production, so there's certain yeah. things that are less than. The replays are less than. We, we don't have angles on the uh, – we don't have – there's three angles we don't have anymore. One on the fielder and then we have two cross shooters that would get like if the ball was hit into the corner it would get that but when you live switch to to make sure you follow the ball because it's unlike baseball where the ball's in the air and you have a giant field and you can like think you can like zoom out wide and mm-hmm. you have a little more seconds to think that ball hits the back wall sometimes in 2 seconds uh so Ronnie does camera 1 as soon as the pitcher gets to like his Delivery, it's camera one, switch to camera one. And then as if the ball's put in play, Ronnie switches to camera two. Immediately. Which is, which is above the strike zone and it's gonna get the whole field of play and you're gonna see it. The other in the edited versions, if they hit it to right field or left field, they'll they'll switch to the crossing shots because they're a little better. But Ronnie can't tell if it's gonna to go to right or left, so he, he don't want to get that wrong. So you just go to camera two. Watch it. Go back and watch it. Ronnie and Prizman are so fucking good at, at camera switching and tell, and, and the uh, ball in play is, is just Ronnie. Cause there's not even enough time for the director to be like, switch. So Ronnie just has to be on it. I asked him afterwards, said, did you get got on any? And he said, one, he switched thinking they were going to put it in play and it ended up not being in play, but he never missed a ball in play. And we had some like rocket shots. It's very, very impressive. Uh, so, yeah, there's some angles that are less, and some people notice that. But the biggest thing is the score bug, doing that live. That's our first time doing that. And Mike DeLeon, who's the technical producer and all this, uh, made that work with Our Graphic.
1: Yeah, he programmed Our Graphic yeah, to and, be... Yeah,
0: and he, he used the program to build an app and then put the app into the back end. And Dre is doing, like, ball strike, but... I saw the what dress is, is very simple. It's like almost just running a scoreboard. It's like mm-hmm. just like strike one. That will now be something we do for all
1: live shoots moving forward because all shoots, yeah, take out the live part of that.
0: All shoots, yeah, yeah. yeah. So all games, like when we do blitzball battle, we'll we'll score bug it because even like watching the live feed in in the
1: warehouse in the
0: warehouse we could see the score bug on the tv and it was just as fast as the in-house score bug yeah with the runners and shit so like it almost takes away a job maybe Mm. as you should probably always have two but uh yeah that change that saves so much time that's a that's a whole day like or half a day in post when you have to watch the game back and pause it at every time and um change in premiere because you can't do it as smooth as just hitting up down up you have to pause it after each pitch change it yeah so that saves us a lot of time it'll be interesting in sports that have a running clock it's a whole nother technology there i don't know if we get so that was a huge win it was a huge win all around Ah. i mean the fact that we pulled it off
1: running clock gets weird because then we do have the two people yeah we'd have to get they're never going to be in sync like you'd have to get rid of one
0: i am excited about uh I'm gonna I'm not in the booth tomorrow. I'm not doing any play by play. Playing two games and watching two games. I'm gonna have the roaming cam and be on comms for those two games. I mm. enjoyed doing that. Back to my roots as a cameraman.
1: Nice. The roaming cam was Kenobio promo. Kenobio's idea. Right?
0: Yeah. It was like, like a wrestling thing. And we were gonna have it for a Billy's, but we weren't gonna have it for a warehouse. Or we were just not gonna add it day one, but Mike got it done. Yeah. Go watch when balls are put in play and see how fast Ronnie is switching that. It's it's very good. It's very impressive. And the storytelling is good. Like they're getting shots. They're, you know, they're switch switching to the batter coming to plate. Oh, switch to the crowd. Oh, switch to the announcers after this. Uh, the only thing we didn't do is we didn't record the isolated camera angles.
1: Yeah. The Dalton catch is what's missing.
0: So like Dalton made a catch in the outfield and we only have replay on four cameras. And mostly we use cameras that aren't going to replay highlights. They're going to replay questionable calls so we didn't record the cameras the isolated feeds and that limited our ability to make clips after the fact because it'd be very cool after the fact to be like here's the angle that we couldn't show you on the broadcast yeah and they do that in uh sports they'll like send the melt of alternate angles to espn and shit yeah. so i think we're doing that tomorrow
1: yeah definite that that dalton catch i i'm looking straight down at him his body is just in such a yeah. weird position and nobody will ever see it again. We but got good games, cool.
0: but I mean that environment, one inning games with uh, four walls is you're going to get close games. Oh yeah. Um, so I don't know. Very, very proud. We've been practicing for a long time. Yeah, And, and I think, if it keeps growing, if we do well, which we want it to, it is a long game, so it's not instant. But when we get to the point where we can invest in the better replays, then we are getting closer and closer to like the the turnaround time not being three months. Because if you score bore, score bug it during, and you have the ability to show all the replays that you want. Or good replays, or ISO replays. You know, you're getting to the point where all you do in post is graphics. Mm. Well,
1: Blitzball, there's the audio. We're taking we took out all the mics. Yeah, audio is different.
0: You're you're right. That, and then it gets different because once you're doing that for Blitzball battle with like the four audios, then you kind of really have to do a lot. But yeah. It sucks. Once you put it in post, you just want to edit. It's hard to like mm-hmm. start the post edit, but then do a, li- a light edit because you're like, well, I have all the camera angles and all the audio. Let's do it as best we can. But we need to find a way to make it. Like ball and play and floor ball that don't have the mic'd up players, we're very close to being able to.
1: Yeah, those those are different. The floor ball caveat is that running clock. Um, but I think blitz ball is I think there we just need to do the first sweep is graphics, audio, sweep it, do that and then watch it and is this good enough or is there things that we have to change?
0: Yeah, what if we did for this is crazy, you know when you watch like college sports that had don't have professional systems and they just film the the scoreboard and yeah. put it as a graphic? But what if for floorball we had a camera on the clock and if there was a way for Mike to put that on screen with the score bug over it. Mm, yeah. So in post you would have the numbers there. You would just, we would just put nicer looking numbers over it, but you don't have to worry about syncing it, timing it. Does that make sense? Do you get what I'm saying? No,
1: for sure. I, I mean, we almost did that last floor ball just oh, okay. to have the in-house because the, 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 where the scoreboard was positioned, the stands couldn't really see it. So we almost did that thing. Because you
0: could do it live for the, yeah. on the replays and stuff. But then even in post, the goals, the sh- shots, all the other stuff on the scoreboard is there. All you're doing is creating a nicer countdown timer. And then you're just putting it on top of, and you would just like mess with the opacity to make sure you're on the same yeah. pause and stop. Yeah. No, okay, I remember that. Remembered. We have a bunch of fa- fan interviews if you want to do like the quick hitter style again, or is there any other, we should just say that John boy media football is a go and, and that's happening. Um, and the, the buy-in we've had from those people is good. And it was a bit of a misunderstanding not misunderstanding, just trying to get everyone on the same page took a little bit. And right before the season started, we got everyone on the same page. Rose and Bobby are doing football today. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Even though it's yes. twice a week. They did a surprise episode. Um, I'm really glad. Two guys that really want to do it. So we wanted to do football content, but a a lot of the thought from a lot of our football creators is you need to get an ex-player or a personality or someone that covers national. We need to hire someone to do. And we were like, Hey, this is the cement floor of our football coverage. Next year we can hire Creators or, or people to come in and, and go with it because, like, they wanted, you know, talking baseball. We have Trevor Plouffe, a professional that really lends to it. It's like, well, talking baseball existed, I think, for nine months before Trev joined, and our baseball coverage in general was existed for four years or three years and was really building up. Like, build this ground floor. And Rose is a big name and big get, works for NFL Network. So they're in a good spot. I have told them I don't care about the views this year for this. I want them to be good. I want people to watch. I want to promote it, but you know, it's, we just need to let people know, Hey, we're going to be doing this and it's not a half assed effort. Um, socials is really pumped to grow the football socials and the, the JM football Instagram
1: account. Did you see it the other day? Are you speaking to like so many different faces?
0: Uh, no, but Kyle was really excited about that yesterday is that, you know, and like I said at the top of the show, socials department, they're going to go build a platform and get followers and be on top of news and, and, and highlights and plays and the kind of like, we call it like aggregate stuff. It's up to the personalities to give personality-driven content. So I explained that to a lot of people here. Seems to be have heard really well. If you scroll down the feeds, you have Jolly's face, you have Dalton's face, you have Kenobi's face, I'm seeing Jake's face, I'm seeing Paxton's face, I'm seeing Rose's face, I'm seeing Bobby's face. So people are giving social content that is personality driven so it there is a voice it's very tough when you start a social media page and it's voiceless and has no persons it's just highlights and updates and then trying to interject people very hard to do that we've Mm. but the numbers i'm talking about like the numbers like look at this 453k 742k 420k 491k 147, 160, 250,000, um, 310,000. It's really good. Yeah. 321, 303. And then Panics Video got one point something million, 1.7 million on Instagram. So it's doing really well.
1: Awesome. Um, the last thing in the topics to hit on was just you going to a little league field and calling a game. What was that like? Well, it's Scott's lawn
0: stream so it wasn't even a field it was like this little plot of like nice grass that they turned into a, a wiffle ball field and then it was six kids that all know each other that uh they weren't like wiffle ball players or some of them didn't even play baseball and they're doing a whole uh lawn lawn stream fest i guess mike the situation is a professional cornhole player now and he's playing cornhole against a robot and they have a youtuber called like, uh, i make stuff do you have you heard of them they're coming to build a bird cage. So they're like, have this, you can go look at their live stream of the lawn. It's always on 24 seven. I like to make stuff. Like if I go Scott's lawn stream on YouTube or scottslawnstream.com or scotts.lawnstream, something like that. Scott's up. Yeah. But like right now it's on the bird feeder. We just get some nice noises. Happened. Oh, they switched. Background noise. Some animals come. So we were playing with uh, the ball. They reached out to do like a deal with just me, um, as like a one one off, which um, you know a paid gig for me to come do play by play and. Uh, Katie maybe would have liked if I just took it because I think I would I would get I don't even know if we're allowed to do that as creators like just do like solo stuff. I don't know our rules on that, but I sent it to the company and then our sales team turned it into like a big deal where they're helping us with the lot, the billies where they did a bunch of other stuff. I think I'm going to post some of it on things you missed. So it's awesome. It's awesome to work with them. They were really cool. I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but it was fun. I feel so bad when I go to those things because I'm not charismatic in person. I'm I'm not a, uh, I'm not going to fill a room with energy and, and noise, but luckily I coached Luke's my brother's little league team or I I wasn't like an actual coach on the team but I was at every single practice helping coach uh little league so I know how to be around 11 year old boys and kids and I know how to entertain people in baseball like with the ball like my it's just passed down from my grandpa to my dad to me as like here's a game yeah and doing the Warehouse. I was like helping with rules because I was like, we got to do a mercy. It, they scored twelve runs in the top of the first. Mm. Luckily, the team scored nine in the bottom of the first. So, and then I was like, let's do a run limit the rest of the way. Yeah, didn't hit. It was fun. It was really fun. It's it's a it was a cool thing that came about. I think they have an agency working with them, and they found us. And then the fact that we were able to turn it into like, no, let's do this as a company. I hope they come to the event at Billy's. I told them like, kids can come. It's not just twenty one. They're like, really. The kids were awesome and the parents were cool it was fun
1: cool cool i i feel like
0: i had to keep score and it was very hard i was like writing the score yeah it was like 12 nothing at home i was trying to make it so like that's his fourth home run of the game but I was mm-hmm. like it, was, it had one pen and one paper
1: yeah um i feel like these questions let's save them for the next episode uh i've listed all the questions from the last episode we had with Courtney. So the next one we'll hit on all those. If you have any more questions, leave them in the comments of this episode and we'll add those in as well.
0: Quick hitters from the creator. We'll do next episode. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. I talked for too long.
1: Well, it was all good combo, but you know, cool.
0: Thanks guys. Appreciate you.